Hello and welcome to the Elastic Pants podcast with me, Juliana Scheel. This podcast contains details of emotional, physical and sexual abuse and I just want to warn anyone who might find these topics triggering or upsetting. If you think you might have been affected by any of these issues, contact Women's Aid on 1-800-341-900. So do you want to remain anonymous? No, I'm happy saying my name. You're fine to your name. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about your story at all, actually. So just like a background, kind of like very beginning, how you met, kind of the basic stuff. Yeah. Um, so she was my best friend like I went to secondary school in Meath and like I would have grown up in Blanche so I didn't know her I didn't know anybody in this school Um, and then we just became I became best friends with a guy called Aaron he's still my best friend today and she was one of his friends and yeah like we started out being really really good friends and then one day she came up to me we were in the middle of spar and she was like I think I fancy you and I was having my bisexual awakening I didn't know (laughs) if I liked boys or girls I was like oh god um but then so we that was in like 2013 maybe I was in second year I think um and then she was my girlfriend like we were on and off for like five years um I say on and off like there's a lot of time like it just became really toxic really quick but I was so in love with her like I used to be like mad about boys and then I think because she was my first queer relationship I just was like head over heels um, so the first half of the relationship was her like playing really hard to get and then as time went on I realized it's because she had a boyfriend as well um, that I didn't know about obviously Um, so it was a lot of like resistance from her side and like just kind of putting it down to the fact that she wasn't out as bisexual or anything like that Um, and then maybe when we were 16 17 like the relationship like I kind of start realizing it was having such a bad impact on me and my mental health and my friends from where I grew up in Blanche like they always didn't like her like they never had any time for her they could kind of see how much of a strain she was putting on my life and how negatively she was impacting me Um, so like I kept the relationship a secret for a long time but then we kind of ended it when I left school in 2017 but she came back into my life then because she was still friends with my best friend and then she actually got pregnant during the pandemic and she reached out to me and like we ended up kind of whenever we're together it's always a little bit like are we still in love with each other and the conversation always goes back to are we still in love with each other but I think that's just a I I can't explain it I think there's a lot of shame in that as well because I know how bad she is for me um but then like about a year ago like I kind of maybe like a few months ago or whatever like I just put it off blocked her and everything like realized she just was not good for my mental health and I think only in the last like six months I start kind of accepting that it was a really like abusive relationship mm-hmm. and I think it's because especially since Ashley Murphy and the tragic like what happened to her everyone was posting about like abusive relationships online I discovered women's aid and I'm like oh my god why did nobody talk about this sooner like I it's everything I was experiencing like sexual coercion like just so much of everything that's been posted is what I experienced I just didn't have the words for it sorry I feel like I'm no you're not no no you're not at all you're not at all do you think because it was a queer relationship because remember when you messaged me and you were like hey like I'd love to go on the podcast because I put up a story being like if anyone wants to share their story and -hmm. you were like I don't know if this is what you're looking for because it's a queer relationship do you think like that just hit me as maybe you thinking that it's not seen as bad because it wasn't a man that was the abuser yeah I think that's something I've been accepting a lot recently Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it actually took like I, one of my like closest friendships was with a guy and that was a really toxic abusive friendship he was really controlling um like told me I couldn't hang out with certain people I had to dress a certain way it was literally an abusive relationship except we didn't have sex with each other like it wasn't yeah. or like anything like that and I think I remember talking to my friend saying if this guy was my boyfriend this would be an abusive relationship and she was like well this is everything your girlfriend has been treating you like why is that not an abusive relationship and I remember in that moment I was like oh it couldn't be because she's a girl like that mm-hmm. can't happen um so yeah I think it's still something I'm like I, I if someone was to come to me and say like if they were in a same-sex relationship and say that this is what they think is happening like I wouldn't doubt it at all I think I just sat with it a lot in myself because you know the kind of stereotype of like I'm, I wasn't it wasn't physical like I wasn't being yeah. hit like, I I think I didn't realize that it could still be an abusive relationship without that kind of stuff happening mm. but it's then the more I realize like I, I still can't fall in love like I still feel like I'm unlovable I still feel like every person I talk to is lying whether I'm in a like romantic situation with them or not like I've, you're like, obviously realized- you're obviously coming into that now like that kind of mindset of like only in the yeah. last six months did you say so like you're yeah. only kind of coming into the realization of those things now how has that been and what sparked so obviously the women's aid stuff but when you looked back what did you kind of realize was actually abusive in the relationship um there was so much I think what sparked it was I was in a relationship for like we were kind of seeing each other for a year recently with a different girl and it was fine like it was a a good relationship but I broke up with her and I think it's because a lot of how she was reminded me of the first girl and like I think like there was a lot of love bombing happening in the first relationship like with the with the first ex like um but I think what sparked it this time was like how much I'm afraid of love now because I feel like every love is going to be bad love mm. um and like the first girl like in the abusive relationship she just made me feel like I was so unlovable in every sense like she cheated on me the whole time we were together mm. but when I found out and I asked her about it she told me it was because I wouldn't have sex with her or like there was just a lot like I remember like being away on holiday for one of the first times I was going away on my own and she would like message me and say if you don't send me pictures of your tits like you're not going to have a girlfriend when you get back and I was like um isn't I didn't even know what nudes was I was so young and what age were you at that point I was 14 oh my god like I had gone over to see my cousin like and yeah like I remember sitting beside my cousin and we were laughing and she was like deadly serious like it just I wasn't gonna have a girlfriend when I came home um wow. and it was a lot of sexual coercion like it was well if you don't have sex with me I'm gonna get back with the first boyfriend so she cheated on me with two boys but it was like a lot of if I don't like do stuff for her then she'll have to go get it somewhere else or like there was yeah and like a lot of line like my mom would have been really sick grown up mm-hmm. and she would get quite jealous at the attention I'd get like of, from teachers or my best friend supporting me so like she'd lie and say that her mom had a brain tumor which all obviously revealed to not be true hmm. and then like there's just so many examples of that like it was a lot of being caught up in lies and every time I'd catch her out she'd turn it back around and say it's my fault because I made her feel a certain way with something that I was doing so hmm. I just never felt like anything I could do was right like even how I dressed I was a fat kid like you know there was a lot kind of that she'd always comment on and say I, I don't dress like a real lesbian and I don't have eyebrows like I'm not hot enough like I need to like dress a certain way show up a certain way if I want to keep her around and I just didn't see the flaw in it because I loved her like so much yeah and do you think because um did you have any other relationships like in the whole span of this time with anyone else apart from the most recent girl 
I did like do you mean like at all like since at all yeah yeah I've had a few different relationships like I was seeing a guy before I got with the first girlfriend mm-hmm. um, and then when me and her broke up I had been seeing people but every time she'd seen me moving on she'd swoop back in I'm like yeah. I'm so sorry I love you I miss you she'd cry to our mutual best friend and just be talking about how like she didn't realize how much she fucked up until she saw me happy with someone else um but it was like I've had like two serious relationships since her and both of them I've just been like I don't believe that this person likes me I don't believe yeah. that they're not cheating on me or that I just kind of felt like I was too ugly for them or I don't dress well enough and like all the narrative that she kind of put in my head like I'm still kind of trying to come out of that so I haven't been able to be present in any relationship since were you on and off with her when your mum passed away Megan no it's really weird so she came to my mom's funeral okay um and it's like after that like so me and her hadn't been together so this was 2019 like we hadn't been together for a while and then she came to the funeral and she kind of would pop up in my like snapchat messages every now and again and then like around the one year anniversary she started like she was pregnant at the time and like she just kind of make herself present in my life again and because I was really needy I think I kind of just latched on to that um but like we haven't like romantically been together in so long but it kind of just became like whenever her presence came into my life I kind of felt like I had to show up for her and mm-hmm. um, like I couldn't just push her away especially like my mom had just died so I wasn't gonna like I, I saw that as like an act of love like her showing up to the funeral but now I'm like that's an extreme cross of a boundary like she should have never done that mm-hmm. mm. because there's so many times where like someone who is abusive or is um narcissistic will take advantage of someone in such a vulnerable time of their life mm-hmm. so do you think that's kind of what she was trying to do by like she kind of knew that that was what you were going to be like yeah I think so mm. uh, and it was in very subtle ways you know like it wasn't she didn't just show up one day and was like oh, well I love you and I'm going to be here and I'm going to mind you it was like every few weeks she sent she'd send a message or mm. like at our be- like my best friend's birthday like his 21st she was there and like she was trying to get with me the whole night and then by the end of the night I was like you need to stop I was like you've put me through so much and just put it all on a plate and then a few weeks later obviously she was embarrassed and she told my best friend that I was trying to get with her all night I'm like like why do you keep lying um but she definitely would try to like yeah just trying to worm her way back into my life and do you think she has a great life trauma because normally people like that do kind of have something See, I think this is why I kept going back to her. Like, I think I had so many different mental health illnesses and stuff as a teenager. And I got into like working with Jigsaw and working in mental health organizations so early in life that I felt bad that I was trying to learn more about mental health so I can help other people if I couldn't help her. So when like when I first heard that she lied about her mom having a brain tumor, straight away, like everything I've been trained in in the mental health world is that there's not bad people like they've gone through something that's gotten them here Hmm. like and I think that's why I didn't cut her off sooner it's because I'm like well if I I'm supposed to have this understanding that people go through things and that's why they act certain ways so I think I've maybe let her off the hook for how shit she was towards me by putting it down to well maybe she has x y and z maybe she's like lacking attention in other places of her life and putting it down to that like I actually don't know if she had gone through a certain like traumatic event but I know that like she just needed a lot of attention mm-hmm. and she envied me for getting it in places but I think I probably would have led her away trying to figure out is is she hurt like do I need to stay in her life to emotionally support her even though she's hurting me so much like I don't know the answer I think 
I've only recently been like that's actually not mine to figure out that's on yeah. her like mm-hmm. she's gonna keep treating people shitty and putting it down to the fact that she's like hurting but that's like I think I let her away with stuff for so long with that that mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking in that way yeah because it's normally like empathetic people that get caught in those relationships because they're it's not because they're letting people away with stuff they're just constantly seeing like the good in someone and putting their own putting themselves second to that person yeah and then you can kind of get stuck now I would kind of normally ask like about people's healing journey but you've only been on that kind of journey for six months so what's that been like if, if at all it's weird like I feel like I'm right smack bam in the middle of it mm-hmm. like there's been times in life where like since her that I'm like okay I know I can't trust people as a result of this relationship or I know like the reason I hate myself so much comes back to the relationship so I really don't know like I don't know where I'm at in the healing journey with it I, but I think like even speaking about it here I think like I I'm at the stage in it where I want other people in queer relationships to know that they can talk about this stuff and that it can happen to them and that they don't have to like diminish I think that's the word they don't have to diminish their experience because it's not a man and a woman mm-hmm. um, so I think I'm at the place of maybe acceptance mm-hmm. and then I don't know where I'll go from that but I still find it really hard to be in like a romantic relationship with anyone mm-hmm. um, so yeah I don't really know where I'm at with the healing journey but I think it's somewhere around the acceptance I'm on to kind of help with people I could probably talk to you in like a year from now and you'd have like it would be completely different but you're just at the beginning which is great though Mm -hmm. and did you ever experience any kind of like not backlash but like um someone speaking to you differently because it was a queer relationship versus if it was a man Uh, yeah I think it's like probably the same the way like I think because I was a teenager there was like two elements of it it's like I didn't reach out for help because I knew the narrative was teenagers can't actually experience this stuff or teenagers are dramatic and then the extra layer of well I'm a girl that's in a relationship with a girl and I'm a teenager are people going to take this seriously Mm. Uh, and I remember like sitting in like one of my like childhood best friend's bedrooms and talking to her about it and but we were all like queer and they're the only ones that took me seriously like I had tried to talk to different skill counselors and stuff and they just put it down to two best friends having a fight because they didn't understand like they were they didn't understand the the situation that it could be romantic they just thought it was two best friends scrapping all the time Mm. Uh, so you actually reached out when you were in school yeah to the staff in school yeah now the staff were were so good like they tried like one of my closest friends now was my teacher in school no way yeah no no one ever understands it like it's so mad but she's like literally like my second mom like I I and I think it's because she in the senior years in school like she would have seen everything I had kind of gone through and I would have told her about the relationship and she's the first person I like first adult I told I was gay Mm -hmm. without like flinching and stuff so even like when I left school whenever I'd meet up with her if I ever brought up my ex's name she just like would be the one reinforcing like you need to get away from this girl she's not good for you um and I think she really understands abusive relationships and she really understood what I was experiencing but never told me it's what I was going through just always advised me that I shouldn't be in the situation and that I deserve better mm. um so I, I in the younger years like when I was like maybe like 13 14 I would have tried to ask for help from like the school counselors and they just didn't understand that it was a, a relationship not ideal at all <laughs> the school was great like I think when 
I started to mature a little bit into myself and I was able to like verbalize what was happening and like how awful she was to me like I think they or especially like that teacher I was talking about like she helped me like so much just kind of get away from her and break away from her and Mm. like stay away for as long as I could um so that was that was helpful I guess yeah and what would be your advice to someone who might be in a queer relationship now and they might be closeted or they might just not have like a support network of other queer people to kind of reach out to that will understand them what would be your advice to kind of get away from that relationship or get out of one of those relationships Uh, I think there's always someone that cares and I think that's such a a bullshit thing to say but I think like I would have tried to reach out maybe once or twice and got rejected but maybe the third time is when someone took me seriously Mm. so I think the only advice I'd say is like don't give up on yourself like keep trying to find the help because there will be someone that stops and cares and wants to give you the love and attention that you deserve Mm. and even though it can be really hard when you get the setbacks that what you're experiencing isn't real or like even though it's going to be really scary to reach out especially after you get knocked down once or twice I just kind of say keep going and keep trying to trust because at the end of the day it will result in them getting the support that they deserve I think I've really realized how dangerous those relationships can be and I think like when you're in a relationship like no matter how old you are like that person is your person and I remember after me and her broke up when we came back together and we connected again I remember telling her about when I was sexually assaulted and I I had been sexually assaulted by a man wait is that okay to talk about on the podcast of course literally anything you want yeah um, but I had been like sexually assaulted by a man and that was such a trigger for her like she was bisexual I at the time had come out as lesbian but a trigger for her was if I spent too much time with any straight guys um, and there was one guy in particular that I was really good friends with and like we'd hang out and like play music together and she'd always just like she had in her head that he was my boyfriend and that I was cheating on her when ironically she was cheating on me so but then eventually like when I told her about the sexual assault her response was like oh so you do like boys I'm like no 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 I didn't ask for that to happen like it, I that wasn't and like kind of made me feel like that, there was a lot of gaslighting and making me feel like like I then I couldn't talk about even still like I don't really talk about that event or like the effects it has on me because I feel like because I was a lesbian who'd been sexually assaulted by a man because like my person told me that it was me wanting to like explore and experiment with men like it just made me feel like I couldn't talk to anybody about it without them thinking the same thing like that I that it didn't actually happen I wasn't telling the truth and yeah like I think like the more I've kind of sat with that the more I just realized how like dangerous it is to be in those situations and how lonely it is because no matter how many people you talk to when you go through something so young like I find like I was always questioning myself and always questioning is this really an abusive relationship or is this really like is she right with how she treats me like is what she says right like I didn't really know how to talk about these things with anybody else so Mm. yeah I think it's like probably one of the loneliest situations you can go through I just remember like talking to like my best friend about it and he didn't really know what to say and I think like when young people are going through these things like they actually need adults to show up for them Mm. because like if I didn't even realize the situation I was in how is my best friend going to support me through it Um, I think like I've just realized how adults need to show up and accept that teenagers can experience these kind of things like I think that's why now I still struggle so much with relationships because adults just were lacking I think yeah when you're in 
an abusive relationship it's almost like the person that you're with becomes the voice inside your head almost so like when they're not there to say things you know what they're going to say so that's what you start telling yourself and even after you break up that voice kind of like remains so like people always say that I was young in mine I was 18 you were 14 and you what age are you now 23 like yeah you had that for don't make me do the maths yeah I don't know 20 no (laughs) seven seven years seven like seven years but it's because you were so young like like the voice inside the head thing is bad for anyone but for a child like for someone who's only 14 years old like how could it not stick with you yeah and like it's not like it was just a relationship for a year when I was 14 it's like it's been consistent like I only removed her from social media recently like she Mm -hmm. and she's been so a part of my life that like even now like the way I love the way I show up like even when I think of the future I'm like I'm going to be a single man because nobody could ever love me like it sounds so cliche but like that's the stuff that like your brain is still developing at that age so of course like what I'm taking in from her like it still is that voice in my head yeah and down to everything like down to like hating my body hating how like it touches every aspect of your life like because that's what she would have done before so it's kind of like a yeah it's like a leftover thing yeah. And are you are you gonna try therapy or anything in the next couple of months? Oh, I'm addicted to therapy. I yeah, <laughs> I, I love therapy. Um, so I definitely do have like, but then it's it gets a bit messy sometimes because it's like my mom died. Like I should be giving my attention to that. I should be talking about her and how she impacted my life. So whenever I do slip into talking about like my ex, it's like she doesn't deserve my time now. So I think I'm still at that kind of war of like I'm paying for a session right now. Do I want it? But then like do I want to give her the space and her the attention and bring up old troubles? But I think I have to accept if I want to move on, I have to go back there mm-hmm. and visit that stuff. But I think sometimes the voices in my head of this isn't real. It wasn't a real toxic relationship because it was queer. Mm. Uh, the people in my life that came out and said that they were in abusive relationships, gay kept it. So if I kind of tried to reach out to them and say, I, I think I went through the same, they just shut me down. I remember like trying to talk to one of my close friends about the experience and because it was a queer relationship like they just didn't get it mm-hmm. they just like oh okay like there mm-hmm. it wasn't with any empathy and I think that was probably one of the first times I said I like I really was ready to talk about it and like try start accepting it but yeah I just remember she kind of just like shot it down and just didn't believe me like someone who had gone through like the exact same thing as me with a man didn't believe me so I'm like how is anybody yeah. else gonna believe that you know they were like how could you be afraid of a woman kind of thing yeah Whereas exactly you could easily be afraid of a man yeah yeah mm. well, I had really good friends as well like my childhood friends the ones that my ex hated that she didn't want me around that like she removed me from group chats we were in um like she would not talk to me for days if I hung out with them you know like she those kind of friends are the ones that would sit me down and say you need to get away from her and mm. they always looked out for me and said like the perfect things and even though like I'd lie to them and say we're not together anymore when we would be together like they never kind of gave up on me so I think they're ones I can always kind of trust to always like have my back and believe me and stuff so I think they have definitely helped me get to like where I am now and accepting what happened you know. Thank you so much for listening and once again if you've been affected by any of these topics call Women's Aid on one 800 341-900. Women's Aid also run a campaign called Two Into You, which provides support for Irish women aged 18 to 25. They have a chat room you can message into and ask anything you like, as well as plenty of information on what an abusive relationship looks like on twointoyou.ie.